evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to the Flea Flicker. I am your host, John Murray. Well, you can still say it's a good evening, because actually you got about, I guess, 14 more minutes until it's, uh, it's a new, a brand new day. I guess it'll be December what, the 8th, and December 8th, you know what that means, like, you know what that means, guys and gals out there. It won't be much longer. Christmas will be around the corner. Certainly, I hope you have got your, uh, at least some of your Christmas shopping down, done. Unfortunately for me, I haven't gotten any of it done whatsoever. I know one of those last-minute Christmas shoppers. Now, granted, the wife and I do have ideals where we want to get people in the family and kids. We do have an idea about how to go about doing it. Just we haven't done it yet. We haven't, you know. But again, hey, sometimes that's kind of the way it is. That's the way it is. If you kind of like work, 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 and work, it gets to the point where you sometimes have to wait to the very last possible second to do to do Christmas shopping. And of course, for Christmas shoppers, the best thing is what gift cards, right? And I'll probably give a lot of a lot of those out this uh, this coming uh, this coming year. Um, usually, my mom and my sister gift cards. Um, my kids, they'll probably get gift cards as well. Um, you know, I, all our relatives get gift cards as well. That seems to be the best thing to get is, is gift cards because you never know what to get a particular person. A particular person. And, and certainly, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one out there that who does listen to the show have a hard time trying to figure out, hey, what if I get so and so for your birthday, so and so for Christmas, and something like that. For me, I kind of run the problem where my kids have got birthdays late November, and then you go into Christmas, and then I think after Christmas I have my wife's birthdays in January, so there kind of runs a string string of uh, events there, sort of sort of speak. For those who join for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And I've always said, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers. Please invite them all in. I've always said we're all family and friends here. We talk nothing but football. I'm not a religious show, not a political show. It's just one man's opinion on the role of football. And like I said before, there's about, I'm sure, a billion different podcasts out there who have, who have opinion on whatever sport you're following. Uh, many talk shows out there. That, that you know follow sports uh, again I'm not as probably as good I'm nowhere near as good as some of the ones that do podcasts or do talk shows but it's just my opinion on what's going on in the world, the world of football uh, again if you've been with me from day one I want to say thank you for doing so and please invite your family your friends your lovers your neighbors your fellow co-workers as, as well um, invite them on in like I said you got any questions for me to answer to you whatsoever Reach me on Facebook and Spotify. Two spots that I, two spots that I'm in that you can certainly ask any question whatsoever, football-related question whatsoever. Um, like I said before, I mean, who do you th- who do you think is going to make the playoffs? Who do you think will represent the AFC or the AFC in, in their championship games? Who do you think is going to the Super Bowl? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Who do you think might be the MVP this year? Whatever, I mean, whatever. Yeah, what coaching changes would you like to see? What you know, um, I mean, something like that. Reach out to me. And if you and if you got an opinion, if you got an opinion, I want to hear it. And again, if you got a question for me, I'll answer. I will take any time out of any episode whatsoever to answer nothing but your questions. Um, I'll do an entire episode and answer nothing but questions because I've always said it before. I value your opinion. It's a show. It's a show. Granted, it's it's uh, like I said, it's, sh- it's my opinion on the world of football. But again, you guys are the ones. You guys, you guys and gals are the ones that help me continue to do this show. As I said before, we did take a three-month layoff, and I kind of wish I'd had more of an opportunity to certainly go through week one to week 17 to do 
a lot more for you that I didn't get a chance to do. I didn't give it. I didn't get a chance to give you my opinion on who was going to be my you know playoff team, who I thought was going to reach the Super Bowl, and you know, and so forth and so forth. And again, that's that's kind of on me. But hopefully, I will get a chance to get back and do it and, and doing a lot more, a lot more of these episodes, episodes for you know for you, and hopefully very soon we'll get a chance to reach our 300th episode, something I never thought that I would say or even get to that to that point of doing so. But hopefully that will be here real soon for you. Um, as, of right, as of right now, I'm wrapping up season 13. We'll go into season 14 coming uh, coming here very, very soon. That's something, again, that I never thought I would do. I do 22 episodes per season. It's kind of like a TV series. Some, you know, some... TV series do 22, 23, or 24 episodes per season. I'm doing 22 per season. That's kind of how I go about doing it. And so we're getting to that. Hopefully, like I said, we'll get to that magical plateau with 300 episodes. And hopefully, we'll continue to go on and go on and go on. And hopefully, we'll take some time out, you know, in the off season to discuss more, discuss more football, what's going on in the world of football. Um, um, as of tonight, the uh, New England Patriots did defeat the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers 21-18. Belly Zappi, three touchdown passes. Zeke Elliott kind of showed uh, some flashes of the old Zeke, 50-some yards rushing. He had 70-some yards receiving. Amazing. Uh, Trubisky ran for a touchdown, threw for a touchdown, but did throw a pick. And again, the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense kind of looked, looked anemic. The defense allowed Belly Zappi to throw you know, three touchdown passes. So Pittsburgh again. Got you know, got uh, beat by the Patriots and maybe Belichick. Maybe Belichick hasn't gotten how to how to coach. I know Bill has been through the ringer a lot this year. Would this be his last year? Well, Robert Kraft fired at the end of the season. Mike Tomlin, he's been hearing some of those same whispers. Certainly with Mike Canada being fired as the offensive coordinator. Hopefully they thought the offense would click. It did click against Pittsburgh against the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, four hundred plus yards. Um, but again, it has kind of tailed off since the uh, since that Bengal game. So it'll be interesting to see moving forward what the New England Patriots do do and what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. The Steelers still have a chance to make the playoffs, but we'll see if Mike Tomlin can right the ship, and we'll see if the, if the Steelers can put together at least a consistent you know, consistent offense on a uh, on a regular basis. Because if they can do not, Pittsburgh will miss the playoffs, and you have to wonder if the Rooneys. Will say enough's enough, and Mike Mike will be fired. Uh, again, Pittsburgh Steelers not known to replace a lot of the coaches. You've gone from Chuck Noll to Bill Cowher to Bill Cowher to Mike Tomlin. So the Steelers organization is not an organization that fires coaches in the snap of a finger. Uh, the Rooneys are pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. Uh, you'd have to do, you'd have to really be that bad to yeah for the Rooneys to. Get rid of you. You had four Super Bowls in, uh, under Chuck Noll. You got a ring under Calvert. You got a ring under Mike Tomlin. Pittsburgh Steelers have always been a top-notch organization. Again, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, but you do have respect for what the Steelers have done over yeah for over the years. They're a great organization, and we'll see what they do in the offseason. Will Mike Tomlin keep his job? Uh, how will they approach the offensive coordinator position? That's something I'm sure that's going to be addressed. And for the Patriots moving forward. This is Vilcek's last year, or does Vilcek get another year? Does he get a chance to, let's say, try and break Don Schiddle's winning record? I mean, Vilcek's had six Super Bowl rings, and some people feel that Vilcek probably has earned the right to hold on to the job 
as much as much as much as possible. We'll see that will be be the case in next season. They may well have a new quarterback, Matt Jones. I don't know if he'll be around next year. You don't know if Bailey Zappi will be the starting quarterback next year, or do they go draft a quarterback in the future? Can they get some offensive line help? Stevenson will continue to run the football. Can they find that number one receiver? Will Belichick change his philosophy a little bit? Questions they'll be answered in the offseason. Um, I think we rambled on enough. We did talk a little about football, about the Patriots and the Steelers. Let's jump into what we want to talk about. And before we go there, uh, we'll talk about a particular team that's been in the news here the last few days. Uh, a quarter, a, uh, it seems like a lot of controversy is coming out of this, of this camp, but again, that has not been a surprise for this camp since the injury to their starting quarterback week one. You probably know what I'm talking about. And the quarterback, quarterback, you know, circulating keeps, keeps like a, uh, I guess it's like a play musical chairs. If you were a kid, you remember playing musical chairs. Well, again, there seems to be more musical chairs. But again, it seems like their quarterback is throwing shade under the team for what's going on right now. Another thing we'll talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. And Brandon Staley came out and said something very, you know, very interesting about one particular player and a position. We'll, we'll, we will discuss that. We'll discuss another New York team and another quarterback. No, no, no. Not Aaron Rodgers this time. But we will talk about Aaron Rodgers. But we'll talk about another quarterback that is late as in a New York Giants uniform that could barely be coming back after a rib injury. But he doesn't have a start. He will lose his starting job to a third-string quarterback. Probably not what I'm talking about. And last but not least, we'll talk about, is this team the best team in the NFC after what we saw last week? We will discuss that. We will say if, it, if that is an indication that they are or isn't it. Um, I think, we've, I think we've, we've kind of moved around the bush. Let's jump into what we're here to talk about. Let's talk about football. Let's talk about the New York Jets. We haven't talked about the New York Jets what for a few episodes, right? Right. And I guess we I guess you've all heard now the the stories that are coming out of the uh, the New York media is that uh there was a rumor going on that Zach Wilson did not want to be, did not want to play football no more for the New York for the New York Jets. That he wanted to keep his options open for twenty twenty four. I think he's gonna be a free agent after next season and the Jets more than likely are not gonna bring are not gonna bring him back. There was a rumor going around that Wilson did not want to play no more football because he didn't want to, yeah, they didn't want to um, hurt his chances when he gets stepped back on the football field this year, get hurt possibly, and ruin any chance of him whatsoever of uh, of signing with another football another football team. Now, again, that was a rumor going around that has not been official. Now, again, there is also a rumor going out there that Zach Wilson wanted to be the Wanted to get back one of the uh, starting starting quarterback position again. Uh, again, like I said, uh, when Aaron Rodgers went down, went down, Zach Wilson stepped in was a starting quarterback. Zach, Zach was was Zach did Zach wasn't that did not good enough a job. They stepped in. Tim Boyle stepped in. Tim Boyle had two games. Well, not even full two full games. Trevor Simeon steps in. Boyle has been cut. And now Zach Wilson winds up being the starting quarterback once again. Simeon, I believe, will serve as the backup, the backup this week. So the New York Jets fans will have Zach Wilson once again to kind of kick around once once again. Now, 
Aaron Rodgers kind of went on the Pat McAfee show. And Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee are buddies. He ends up on the show like every Tuesday, every Tuesday, I believe. And to the point where Aaron Rodgers felt that somebody in the organization, don't know who, was leaking out this all this information that should have been kept in the house, but it was being leaked out so much so that it made Zach Wilson look like a look like the bad guy. Because, yeah, because of uh, rumors are coming out that he did not want to play no more football this year because it would hurt his chances in free agency. Now, now to me, now to me, how much do I buy Do I buy of that? Because to me, if Zach Wilson's going to the free agent market next season, and he probably will, I don't think Zach's going to have a big market, so to speak. Um, would somebody gamble on Zach? I'm sure there's somebody out there that probably would take a chance on Zach. But it's not like he's not like he's gonna have um, uh, fifteen teams beating down his door about wanting you know wanting him. Hey Zach, you want you want to come to um you want to come on to, come on to this team? Now, Aaron kind of uh, Aaron kind of bashed the Jets the Jets organization for let this let these stories leak out if these stories are true. Now these stories have not been confounded to be true. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Zach Wilson the, the double where it's due because. We don't know if any of this is true. If Zach has come out and said this, or a teammate has said this to Zach, or Zach told a teammate this, or what are the case case is going to be? But I'm gonna give Zach Wilson the benefit of the doubt. I don't know, of course. I don't know, you know. And I'm sure Zach was probably upset that he got benched for Tim Boyle, yeah, who was a third string quarterback for the Green Bay Packers at one point in time, and now. He's gone. Trevor Simeon. Now, Trevor Simeon has been a starting quarterback in this league, and there's times when Trevor has looked decent. Now, Trevor was with the Cincinnati Bengals camp, and he got outbeat by Jake Browning to be the number two quarterback behind Joe Burrow. So now, Trevor right now will become the number two quarterback. Zach will get his job back. Now, I don't think the Jets' offense is not going to turn around. It's not going to to be night and day that Zach takes back over. You're pretty much going to look for the same exact thing from Zach Wilson that you got. You're going to turn around soon and get the exact same thing. Now, I know everybody is hoping and praying that Aaron Rodgers is going to roll back into town and he could very well be playing against the Commanders. Again, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the Jets are going to allow Aaron Rodgers to play at all this year. I think he takes the rest of the year off. And he turns around, he turns around, he will play. Yeah, and he'll probably play in 2024. But you got to admit, Aaron Rodgers will be 40 years old. And for the Jets, you have to look towards your future. Is there a possibility that you're looking to draft for Aaron's future? Again, again, wasn't it years ago the Green Bay Packers had Brett Favre for so many years that they wouldn't draft Aaron Rodgers to be Brett Favre's replacement? Now, okay, that did turn out pretty well. But then again, Jordan Love got drafted to replace Aaron Rodgers at some point. Well, now Jordan Love is replacing Aaron Rodgers. Jordan has had some ups and downs this year, but here of late, Jordan Love has played pretty good football for the Packers. Even so much so that people talk about the Packers maybe having a slim chance of making the playoffs and not the New York Jets. For the Jets, yeah, I get it. When Aaron went down, so with the Jets season. Now the Jets have a solid, have a pretty good defense. The offense has been a disappointment. Now again, Aaron Rodgers' injury has been has certainly been hurtful. Again, a lot of people have ripped the have ripped the Jets for not going out and getting a a better backup quarterback and something the Jets should have done. Zach Wilson had not proved anything has not proved anything 
in the, uh, you know, prove anything to any NFL team out there that he deserves to be a starting quarterback in this league. But again, again, yes, they could have gone and got a veteran backup quarterback. But they thought that Zach Wilson, yeah, they thought that, you know, that Aaron Rodgers could sit down, Nathaniel Hackett could teach, you know, Zach Wilson to be a pretty decent starting quarterback in this league. Unfortunately, that has not happened. Now, again, again, now I think Aaron Rodgers kind of bashed the organization, and I'm not going to use the language that he used on the Pat McAfee show, but I believe the words were chicken bleep, and I'm not going to say the word, but, and again, there's a lot of things about Aaron Rodgers I don't agree upon, but there's this is the one situation that I'm going to agree with Aaron Rodgers on. To me, the Jets, I don't know how this information got out. Was it a player? Was it somebody in the front office? And I agree. I'll agree with Aaron Rodgers. Stuff like this needs to be kept, yeah, kept in the locker room, kept in the coaches' quarters. This is not you get need to get out to the media. And again, that's the thing with the media nowadays. They can find information from anywhere else. And my gosh, come on, let's go back. You can go back all the way back to let's say to the 1950s. I mean, New York Yankees. I mean, my gosh. I mean. You had, what was it, Mickey Mantle, the great Mickey Mantle, Billy Martin. I mean, they would go to clubs, you know, I guess go to like, what, bars or clubs. They would get in trouble, start some fights or something, or start fights and something like that. But again, it would kind of get, it would kind of get hushed-hushed. It wouldn't come out. I mean, some stuff would leak out, but it would get kind of like, it would kind of like get kicked under the rug a little bit. You can't, can you imagine them guys like Mickey Mantle played nowadays? Oh my gosh, can't imagine if like a Babe Ruth had played ball nowadays with the media, what the media is nowadays. Oh my gosh, guys like Babe Ruth to the great tie cops of the world, they would get they would get chewed up and spit out by today's media. But again, I'll agree with Aaron Rodgers. To me, this stuff should never got down. To me, this is that lack, a lax on the New York Jets. Yeah, if any of this stuff is true whatsoever. For Zach, for Zach Wilson, I would believe I don't really believe it because I think I think Zach I believe Zach no and I believe Zach probably wanted to be the starting quarterback again I think and I, I believe he wanted to coach I believe he says coach let me let me take one more stab at this do you do you think did, is Tim Boyle allowing you do you think Trevor Simeon's going to get you the wins and do you really want Aaron Rodgers back on that field this year and you know, the Jets probably the Jets probably probably say you know what and Zach's probably got a point. We can't afford all this. So, if you, so Zach, if you want to go out there, our playoff, our playoffs, our playoffs are shot. What is the, what is the percentage for now? It's like one percent chance or something like that. Just make the playoffs now. I think the Vegas odds are like one percent or something, something along those lines. So, I mean, if I'm the coach, yeah, Zach, go out there. You know, go out there. You're not gonna come back next year, but maybe there's a team out there that might see something in you that we don't see in you. And maybe they can teach you something that we couldn't teach you. I mean, are there opportunities out there? Yes, for Zach, there probably is opportunities opportunities out there. I mean, you look at the team, and then what about, you start looking at the teams in Zach Wilson, but what about, I mean, my thing is, take, think about it. I mean, what about the Philadelphia Eagles? Now, Marcus Mariota is probably on a one-year deal. Now, what if you bring in a Zach Wilson? Now, here's the thing, Zach Wilson is mobile like Jalen Hurts. Jalen's a better athlete, but Zach is mobile. And can you imagine if Zach went to that organization 
And let's say he played. Yeah. Could Zach, could Zach be an answer? Yeah. Now, what about the Commanders? The Commanders probably, could probably use a backup quarterback. Sam Howell is the starter. But do you take a chance on Zach Wilson and let him go to the Commanders and let him back up Sam Howell? I don't know if I see Josh Harris or Magic Johnson and company give him that chance. No, he's not going to be in Dallas. Cooper Rush, and you've got what Trey Lance is your third string, is your third string quarterback. A lot of people forgot Trey Lance is a third string quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. But to me, Lance is better than Zach Wilson. You know, again, you start looking around. The Giants, that's kind of out of the question. You're paying Dan Jones all this money. You know Dan's going to come back. Now, the way Tony DeVito has played this has played this year, Tommy might want to be in the back of quarterback next year. Tay Rod's on the final year of his contract. He's probably going to be gone. Again, he's not. I don't see him in Green Bay. I don't see him signing Green Bay, even though and I don't see that. Not in Detroit. Now, I don't know if I see him in Minnesota because now again, Kirk Cousins could very well be on an old football team next year. But I don't see Zach Wilson or Jalen or maybe a Jalen or Jaron Hall. I don't know if I see one of those guys like being the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings next year. Hall would probably have the first dibs on it. I don't know if I see Joshua Dobbs coming back and maybe he getting a shot at the job. But again, Minnesota is a slim possibility. Chicago, he's not going to Chicago. You're about to take a chance to Justin Fields than you would Zach Wilson. Now, again, I don't see with the Saints. Atlanta, I don't see with Atlanta. Depends on what Heineke's deal is. And you still got Ritter, so I don't see him going to Atlanta. The Panthers, I don't see him with the Panthers. You've got Young. I can't see you putting Wilson with him. I don't really see. I don't see that. Now, in Tampa Bay, Mayfield might be on a one-year deal, but Mayfield's played well, played well enough to the point where he could probably get another contract out of the Bucks. Now, Kyle Trask is still there, but Kyle Trask has not seen the field this year. And I don't know how much better Wilson is than Kyle Trask. That new type of thing. If you're still looking at the 49ers, the 49ers have a Brock Purdy as your starting quarterback. He's not going to be out Brock for the job. Now, again, Kyle's a, a Kyle. Now, again, Wilson could be a guy that Shanahan could see something in and mold him. And Sam Donald, Sam Donald could want to be the start backup next year. But again, it's a long shot. For the Rams, you don't know how long a traffic's going to be there. Now, Stinson Bennett, the Jackson of the University of Georgia, is supposed to be the number two quarterback moving forward. I don't see him in Seattle. you got Smith. Now, Drew Locke is still there. I don't know what Drew Locke's quarterback's his situation is, but Locke is probably a little bit better than Wilson. And no, he's not going to be a Cardinal. I don't see him being a Cardinal. You go to the AFC. No to Miami. He's not going to New England. Yeah. Now, I don't see in Buffalo backing up Josh Allen. The Ravens, no. The Bengals, I don't see him in the Bengals. I don't see him with the Browns. I don't see him with the Browns. I can't see him the Steelers kind of flipping it around. I would say no to the Colts. I don't see him with the, with the Titans. I don't see him with the Texans. And I can't see him with the Jack, Jacksonville Jaguars. Kansas City, no. Kansas City's got Blaine Gabbitt, and Gabbitt's probably better than him. Chargers, they got now the Chargers may be an outside shot. You do have Justin Herbert, but you got, yeah, but I think you got Easton Stickett's a backup quarterback. 
Now, I could see maybe he brought in Zach, let Zach and Easton battle for the back of a spot. It could be a possibility. Maybe. Maybe. I'll stick I'll stick it. I'll leave it I'll leave it out there as a possibility. The Raiders, I don't see what the Raiders Garoppolo's situation becomes a very interesting possibility. Jimmy, I wouldn't be surprised if it released Jimmy come next season. But I don't see the Raiders. In Denver, I don't really see him in Denver. Even though even though there could be even though it wouldn't totally shock me if Sean Payton took a chance on a, on a, on a, on a Wilson. So to me, Wilson, to me, I have a hard time believing that Wilson is saying, you know what, screw it, I'm not gonna play a meltdown football for you guys this year. Screw you. I believe Zach probably probably went to the coach's office and said, Coach, please, please, I've got to have a chance. Please give me an opportunity to go back out there and be a starting for the New York Giants. Give me a chance. Coach, you guys are probably not going to bring me back next year. Why not? Let me go out there. Let me play the rest of the season. What have you got to lose? You're not going to make the playoffs. Not, not, you might as well give me a chance. I know you've got Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be your quarterback next year. I mean, I get that. I understand that. You brought him in here for you to win the Super Bowl. I get it. But let me go out there and try to impress some of our, some of our franchise. And again, that's kind of what Zach Wilson did. He's auctioning his skills off to an old football team. Now, whether there's an old football team that they will take him, I don't know. But for Aaron Rodgers, that's become a problem nowadays is where stuff gets out. I mean, again, it's not, again, any sports, it doesn't, it's not only football, but basketball, baseball, any sports out there. It, it's become a lost art where you need to keep stuff within the locker room. Yeah, because you've got, you've got, you know, everybody that comes in the locker room, you've got fellow reporters, maybe a blogger, or, you know, yeah, somebody, somebody's in that locker room. Somebody's in that locker room that's going to pick up on some kind of conversation. And they're going to they're fly with it. And they're going to fly with it. No matter how ridiculous it might sound, somebody's going to go out there and say something. And something might, you know. But again, I don't buy Zach Wilson wanting to set, set out. So, you know what? I'm going to sit on the bench. Man, screw the Jets. I kind of think Zach probably wants to showcase his talents to the rest of the league to say, you know what, this is what I can do. But then again, if you look at it, you know, maybe Zach is kind of fed up with the situation. Then again, I'm sure the Jets are fed up with the way Zach Wilson is playing. Zach has been a, it's been a bust for this organization. And again, the Jets are kind of like a lot of the teams. They're still trying to find that quarterback. I mean, Joe Namath took him to a Super Bowl. It took him so many years to add a guy like Richard Todd. Richard Todd had some moments, but he yeah, but he didn't yeah, but he didn't. He had some moments. You went to Ken O'Brien. Ken O'Brien got Jets to some to some playoff games. Now again, Ken O'Brien came in the same draft with one Dan Marino. And again the Jets surpassed Dan Marino. And a lot of people wonder well, Dan Marino had gone to New York. Could the situation have been different? Maybe. But again, we'll never know. We can't jump back in the time machine, go back in time, and have the Jets. Somebody wish them Jets here. Hey, man, you take Dan Marino. Yeah, we can't do that. Again, speculation. But again, the Jets have tried so hard, like a lot of little teams in this league, try to find that quarterback. And it's a hard thing to, it's a hard thing to come by. And a lot of teams are still doing this day. We've always made a statement. You take Denver. You had John Elway. You had a, lot, you had a huge gap. You brought Peyton Manning in. Peyton got you a couple Super Bowls, and what happened? It took a while. Now you've got Russell Wilson. You hope Russell Wilson can get you to the promised land. 
I mean, my gosh, take a look at Miami. It was Dan Marino and uh, who else? And now you've got Tua who has, the last couple of years, has played solid football to the point where you're probably, he's probably going to get a long-term contract. But again, I'm sure that Tyreek Hill, trading for Tyreek Hill, certainly has made Tua's job a lot easier. But again, for the Jets, this is why they got Aaron Rodgers to win the Super Bowl. Now, nobody foreseen Aaron, you know, tearing his Achilles on the fourth play of the season. We didn't foresee that. Nobody foresaw that. Now, again, again, I think at the beginning of the season, I was concerned because Aaron, the last couple of years, has had some injury issues. And I figured, I was wondering if this was going to be a situation where those injuries will come back to bite him in the butt. And again, it did. I thought, I think this year it came back to bite him in the butt. Zach Wilson had to step in. And again, a lot of people felt that Zach Wilson was not ready to step in. And again, he proved that he wasn't ready to step in. But again, for Aaron Rodgers, I will agree with Aaron Rodgers on this. You cannot. Again, it doesn't matter if it's the Jets or any organization. you got to, you got to learn to keep stuff in. I know it's hard because there's media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But you've got to keep you've got to be able to keep it in house. You got there's gotta be a way to keep it in house is to keep your mouth shut. And whoever, yeah, whoever leaked it out, and somebody had to leak the stuff out, right? Somebody had to, you know, and I'm sure that they probably they could they could probably get fired for leaking this stuff out. And they probably should. Because there's some things that are better, are better left unsaid. So Aaron, I'm gonna back his play this time. Yes. To me, the Jets did a poor job of not keeping this in-house because it should have been kept in-house. If, if any of this is true, and again, we don't know if this is true. We don't know if Zach says, screw the Jets. I'm going to stay out the rest of the year, and I'm going to see if somebody else will take my talent. But then again, I kind of, but again, I feel the latter is true. I think Zach probably went to the coach and said, hey, coach, let me play. What else can happen? You're not going to make the playoffs. Hey, just throw me out there. I'm not going to come back next year. Maybe I can impress some other team out there. Now, I might buy that more than I buy the other thing. But again, again, for the Jets, it's another wasted year. And again, there is talent on the offensive side of the ball. Please don't get me wrong. But again, the offensive line, it was an issue before the season began. And again, injuries have hurt the offensive line for the Jets. I like Hall. Brees Hall is one of their young running backs in this league. But his talents have been wasted, certainly this year, on a bad offensive line play. And, well, no Aaron Rodgers. Garrett Wilson, rookie, offensive rookie year last year. His talents have been wasted because no Aaron Rodgers. They don't have not a consistent number two receiver. That's something that's got to be worked on in the offseason. Again, if you can get a consistent number two receiver with Hall, maybe you find another running back take some of the pressure off the hall. Now, Dalvin Cook is not going to be answered. Dalvin Cook will probably be looking for another job elsewhere next season. But again, there's a little bit of talent for the Jets in their offense. But can Aaron Rodgers bring out the best in that offense? Well, I guess we won't find out in 2024 if he can do that. But for the Jets, yes, I'll agree with Aaron Rodgers. Guys, keep a tight load because you know how the media can run, run away with stuff. They can, you know, they can make one word be two paragraphs worth. And none of it and none of it's none of it's probably true. So yes, 
If this is all, yes, if you're going to keep it in the house or try to keep it in the house. Because if you don't keep it in the house, somebody's going to make it 5,000 times worse. Or it's going to sound, it's not going to sound like it's supposed to sound. Right? We all know how the media is. Now, let's talk about one football. We'll talk about a team that we have talked about them many times over in this, you know, in on this podcast, and that is the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Now, there was a thing that came out, I, I believe it was either today or yesterday, that Brand, head football coach Brandon Staley said that Austin Eckler, I'm not saying Austin's going to lose his starting job. He said, but there's a, he said, but Austin may lose more and more carries as Austin has been, Austin is kind of a disappointment this year running the football. Now, Austin has missed a few games because of injuries. And to me, Austin, Austin might be playing dinged up and hurt. Now, before the season began, Austin tried to get a contract extension with the Chargers, and he couldn't, he couldn't do so. There was even talk that Austin could have been traded before the season began. But cooler, cooler heads prevailed. I think they did. They didn't extend his contract, but they gave him a little more money added to his contract. Now, Eckler, and for the fantasy football faithful out there, Austin's one of the top fantasy running backs in football for the last for the last few years. And and again, Austin Eckler is a, is a fantasy football nut, which I think is as cool as anything else that actually a football player is. But Austin has not lived up to the billing this year that he had that he had, that he has. And yes, injuries have has caused this. The offensive line for the Chargers has not played up to par either this year. And the Chargers have had injuries. Injuries. Uh, Mike Williams got hurt exactly for the rest of the year. Joshua Palmer, their third, their uh, number three receiver, he got hurt. Now I think Palmer is supposed to could come back this week, maybe. Now Keenan Allen is having a career year. It seems like every time you turn around, he's catching about it seems like about twenty balls a game or something like that. Yeah, um, you know, Justin Herbert's had some ups and downs, but again, again, with Justin is the reason is they were hoping that Austin would step in and take the pressure off of, of instead of having Justin try to throw the ball forty times a game, take some of the pressure. Justin and again, Austin has not done the job to take the pressure off of him. Now, you got Joshua Kelly, but Joshua Kelly has been with the Chargers for the last few years, and he has not made, you know, and he has not stepped up. Now, they drafted Isaac Spiller a couple of years ago from uh, Texas A&M, if I'm not mistaken, and Spiller has been non-existent. I know they have, like, Larry Roundtree on their roster. He's long gone. But again, now, next season, Eckler, I believe, is a free agent. He's not coming back. Now, Kelly, I don't know Kelly's contract situation, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kelly's gone next season. So I kind of leave you with Isaac Spiller as your only running back for next season. Now, if you start looking at the draft, do they look at the draft? Do they go out and try to sign a free agent running back? Again, you don't know what they're going to do. So to me, the running game is going to be something that's going to have to be addressed in the offseason. Now, Allen, you have to wonder how many more years does, does Ken Allen have? Mike Williams. Mike Williams signed a contract, a couple, a contract extension a couple of years ago. Mike is a talented player, but he gets hurt an awful lot. Yeah, do you do you you know tell Mike Williams to kick rocks? We're gonna trade you somewhere else because we're tired of you getting hurt. Again, they drafted Quentin Johnson. Now Quentin, 
Quentin has and Quentin's had a hard time adjusting to, adjusting to his league. Now again, you know they could go look for a tight end as as well. Maybe more offense line help. Now the defense, the defense always got talent, but you got Joey Bosa. He's been hurt. He's been hurt the last couple of years, few years, and you have to wonder would Bosa be getting kind of talent. Khalil Mack is having a good year, but how much more does that? How much more life does Khalil Mack have in his legs? I like Asante Samuel Jr. I like Derwin James, but again, the Chargers have always been a team that has been, that has, you know, that has talent, but has never, has always underachieved. Now, with Austin Eckler, now with Austin, Austin Eckler thing, I mean, now I can understand that Brian Staley, Randy Staley, is trying to find something to get this running game going. Because he wants to take the pressure off his young quarterback, Justin Herbert. And yeah, I understand that. You don't want Justin throwing the ball 50 times a game. Eckler. You have to remember, Austin Eckler at one point in time was Melvin Gordon's backup. And Melvin Gordon put up some pretty good numbers for the Chargers for you know for a few years. Before Melvin Gordon, there was a guy, some guy named Damian Thomason, who had a pretty good had a pretty good career himself. A Hall of Fame career. Now, Gordon stepped in. You know, Gordon. Gordon had a rough rookie year, but after his rookie year, Melvin kicked it into gear, and he became a pretty solid running back in this league. His backup was Austin Eckler. When Gordon left, Eckler stepped in, and Eckler, Eckler had, a, had a career year last year. But again, you know, Eckler, but again, you know, Eckler had injuries this year. The offensive line play has been questionable at times, and he puts a lot of pressure on. Now, Gail Apio felt that maybe Austin Eckler is a small guy, could he handle the the, pound, the pounding? Now, if anybody's ever seen Austin Eckler, he's a put-together guy. But again, a lot of people felt that his statue, he couldn't take the, the pounding. And a lot of people felt that that was going to eventually catch up to Austin Eckler. Could this be the case where maybe the pounding is catching up to a guy like Austin Eckler? Austin Eckler could still go somewhere else next year. Maybe not staying in the Chargers, but he could still go somewhere else. And then the right system would be a pretty decent running back. There was one point in time that he'd go to Philadelphia. And he would probably super, he would probably do a, a nice job in Philadelphia. But again, there's there's certain organization. Now, can you imagine if can you imagine if the 49ers didn't have didn't have Christian McCaffrey? Can you imagine what Austin Eckler could do with the 49ers? I mean, there are teams out there that would still that would still that will take Austin Eckler next season. Don't get me wrong on that. But again, again, I know that the Chargers are having another disappointing year, and Brandon's trying to get, trying to do something for this offense. He's trying to take the pressure, pressure off of Justin Herbert. I get it. I understand it. But you got to look at the options. Do you feel Joshua Kelly can step in and be that guy? I mean, are we going to see Isaac Spiller finally get some opportunities? Do you have another running back on your roster? Let's go get the opportunities. Are you going to give these other guys opportunities to come in? And for Austin Eckler, if you've got any chance whatsoever of, you know, of poking your head in the playoff door, you're going to have, Austin has to play. And that's it. Austin's going to still have to get the majority of the carries. I know you want to juice up the running game. You want to, yeah, you want it. But Kelly's not going to be the answer. Spill's not going to be the answer. 
And I think any quarterback on any roster is going to be the answer. None of those guys are better than Austin Eckler. I hate to say that, but I don't think none of those guys are Austin Eckler. Now, again, again, if you get down within the side of the five-yard line, I know Joshua Kelly's been a guy that used a lot by the goal line, but there's times Kelly has failed. I don't see Spiller doing it. Again, again for the offseason, yeah, again, do you, yeah, do you want to find a, a bigger running back, whether it's in the free agency or whether it's in the draft? I would say more than likely to go to the draft because you can pay that running back cheaper. Now, you know, again, now again, I don't see them bringing in a guy like old Derrick Henry. Henry will be 30 years old next year. Again, the Chargers might have a little better, better offense line than Titans. you got Justin Herbert as your quarterback. You've got Keenan Allen as your running back. But again, I don't know if I see a guy, I don't know if I see the Chargers bringing in Derrick Henry, a 30-year-old Derrick Henry, and giving him X amount of money. And, yeah, you know, and him being the answer. Now, Derrick is more of a bruising running back than Austin Eckler, absolutely. He's not the receiver out of the back of Austin Eckler is. But then again, maybe that's why you have a guy like Isaac Spiller. Maybe you give him the opportunity. But again, what running backs could be in the draft that's going to step up and say, hey, why don't you take me? You know, I'll bring me in. But for Randy Steely, again, he's trying to figure out a way to get the, to figure out to get this running game jump started. He wants to take the pressure off of, of a Justin Herbert. And I don't, you know, and I and I understand, Brandon, and I get it. I understand it. But what are your options? Because your options are, are, are not gonna be any better. And that's what I'm getting at. And that's what any experts will get at. Where's it at? Your options are next are gonna be next season. Let's be honest with you, Eckler might be gone. Heck, Kelly might be gone. And I said you have what maybe Isaac Spiller left. And again, you're probably gonna go you probably have to go to the draft and get a running back. Probably a running back. I mean, do you get somebody that's in the Austin Eckler mode to fit your system? Or do you get that bruising running back? I kinda think they might go ahead and get a bruising running back. And have a running back that could be a third down, a third down back. I mean, let's be honest with you. Austin Eckler at one point in time was kind of that third down running back. Then he became the starting running back. And again, I think that's what, that, is what's going, that is what's going to happen. I mean, going to camp next season, you might have asked Spillers starting running back next season because Eckler and Kelly could be gone. But again, there are running backs. I mean, there are probably a few running backs in the year's draft that they, they can draft, put them in that system, and maybe, they'll, maybe, maybe they might succeed a little bit. But again... Nobody's going, nobody, nobody's going to be better than Austin Eckler going forward, at least this season. And the Chargers got every, any chance whatsoever, and he might be fleeting because the Chiefs are, still, are the team to beat in the West, and the Broncos are starting to play a little bit better. So again, to the Chargers, I mean, again, the Chargers' playoff, playoff hopes are kind of fleeting, are fleeting. What can they do? They're not going to change what they're doing right now. And again, some people, some people, some people thought that maybe Kellen Moore would be the guy to bring the more, bring more out of Justin Herbert, but he hasn't done that. Now, I mean, he hasn't done that, and again, you have to wonder deep down inside. Well, Brandon Staley probably be gone next year. If he's gone, that means more could be gone, and then it means Justin Herbert will have yet another offensive quarter, a new head football coach taking over. And again, I've said this last episode, Jim Harbaugh 
Chargers. I could see that, and I can see the Chargers maybe taking it over the top. If you have a guy like Harbaugh as your coach, but for Austin Eckler, and if you don't have many options on your team right now that's going to be better than Austin Eckler. Do you play the running back by committee? Sure, you could probably do that, but again, you're not going to get any better. Your best option is still Austin Eckler. And let's talk about a, a New York quarterback. No, not Aaron Rodgers. No, it's not Daniel Jones, not Zach Wilson. But let's talk let's talk about a man that has had a crap a crap load of bad luck. And that's Terod Taylor. Now Terod's been on quite a quite a quite a quite a few quite a few teams. Now, at one point in time, I think at one point in time, he was a starting quarterback on a few teams. Now, we have to go back. Terod Taylor, I think at one time was the starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills at one time. And then later on, here comes one Josh Allen. And then, yeah, Taylor and his Taylor's job is gone. There was an important time Taylor was a starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. What happens? They draft Baker Mayfield. And what happens? Baker takes his job because of an injury. Let's go to the Chargers. He was at one time a starting quarterback for the Chargers. He gets hurt. Along comes Justin Herbert. And, well, the rest is history off of that. Now, this year, now, granted, he was not the starting quarterback. He was the backup quarterback. Dan Jones got hurt. Taylor stays in for a couple of games. Plays well enough. But, again, he hurts. He gets hurt. Then third stringer Tommy DeVito steps in. Now, Taylor's going to come off of the, off of the, uh, off the IR. And now, it appears that he's going to be the backup quarterback to Tommy DeVito. Now, to me... Taylor is a much better quarterback than Tommy DeVito. Yes. Now, Tommy has impressed the brass with his play the last couple of weeks. Now, Tommy has not lit the world on fire, but he has played a, he has played a little bit better lately. Now, again, Taylor, Taylor is a better quarterback. He knows the system better than Tommy DeVito. But again, Taylor's in that boat. Taylor's in that quandary once again where, again, he got hurt and he's going to lose his job. And, and I don't blame and Terod, I don't think and Terod's not too happy about it. We're just leaking out Terod's not happy that he's losing the starting job yet again because yeah, because of um you know, an injury. And if you Taylor, you hate to, you hate to sit there and tell the organization that you're hurt because look what's happened. Look what's happened when you been with the with the Browns. Look what happened with the Chargers. And now look what happened with the Giants. I mean look look what's look what's happening. Now Taylor's Taylor now, Taylor's going to be a free agent next season, and I'm sure Taylor will have a job in some organization because Taylor's been a pretty decent quarterback in this league. He has been a starter. He's had some success. So, again, I mean, but again, if, you, if, if you're Taylor, you have to, again, like I said, you, you, you hate to tell the coaching staff or you hate to come out of any game because you're hurt because, heck, you might lose your job. Now, for, for the New York faithful, and if you're really if you really had baseball historian, everybody remembers the Wally Pip story, right? Wally Pip Wally Pip was the starting first baseman for the New York for the New York Yankees. I guess it was like back in the twenties or something like that. And I think he got hurt or he got sick, whatever the case was, and then they went and put Lou Gehrig in the lineup. Lou Gehrig was a young rookie, a young rookie they brought a young rookie they brought up and they put him at first base. Well, 
we know the rest. We all know the rest of the story, right? Lou Gehrig ends up going on being a Hall of Famer. He bets behind Babe Ruth. They win their self championships, and Wally Pitt becomes an afterthought. Well, again, Terry kind of feels like that. Feels like Wally Pitt. He figures I have a job. You get some hot shot rookie that comes in. I mean, you had Baker Mayfield, you know, Taylor. He gets hurt. Let's go ahead and play Baker. And then Baker plays well enough to the point where they don't want to, you know, they don't want to, you know, disrupt things. So they say, hey, really, Baker, and, you know, Taylor, you lost your job. Again, the same thing. Taylor was the quarterback for the uh, Chargers. Along comes Justin Herbert. They said, Justin, well, you know, and Justin plays out of his out of his mind so much so that you know Taylor we can't take Justin down the line look what he's doing again Daniel Jones goes down Taylor steps in he doesn't play bad for a couple of games he gets hurt and then all of a sudden you get this third string quarterback Tommy DeVito out of out of who knows where you get him in there and he again he doesn't get off to, to the greatest start in the world for the last couple of weeks he's played and now you know Taylor forget it we're just going to stick with with uh, Tommy. Now, again, this could be a similar situation to maybe like a Zach Wilson thing. I mean, Taylor's on the final year's contract, and let's be honest with you, the Giants are not going to make no playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs, so why not? Yeah, so why not see what you got in Tommy DeVito? Now, now it becomes an interesting thing for next year. Now, Daniel Jones is, we don't know if Daniel Jones will be back. Dan Jones may be back at some point next season, but it might it might not it might not be until some point during the regular season next year. I think he he's re, his rehabs will take a long time to heal, so much so that he might not even be ready ready for next season. So again, you have to wonder if Daniel's not ready to go by next season. Is Tommy DeVito auctioning? Is is Tommy DeVito saying, "Hey, yeah." I'm going to try to be starting quarterback of the New York Giants next year because we don't know if Daniel's going to be ready by opening day. Now, again, Tommy is certainly a cheaper option than Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. Taylor's probably, like I said, Taylor's going to be gone. And I'm sure Taylor will find a backup position in some organization, hands down, no questions asked. Right? I mean, he'll find a job somewhere. I, heck, I can see him going back to the Chargers and backing up Justin Herbert. I can certainly see that. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of a realistic possibility. I mean, what about him going to the Raiders? You replace him with Jimmy Garoppolo. Taylor would be cheaper than Garoppolo. Maybe that's a possibility. I don't know, but I, I don't I don't rule it I don't rule it rule it out so much. But again, there's you know, there's teams out there that would take that would take. I mean, I'll be honest with you. What about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Think about it. You figure Pickett's Pick going to be the starter in 2024. Taylor's better than Mitchell Dravisky. He's better than Rudolph. Why not get rid of those two guys? Bring in Taylor. Let Taylor back up Pickett. Heck, Taylor, if Taylor played well enough in Canada, he could probably beat Kenny Pickett out for the job. I'll put it out there. Again, could I see a reunion of him at Buffalo? Could he back up Josh Allen? I don't know. I don't know, but it's a possibility. But again, Again, like I said, he'll find he'll he's going to, Taylor will find a job somewhere in some organization as as a backup quarterback. But for Tommy DeVito, DeVito is trying to I think DeVito is now trying to prove to the Giants that hey, 
you don't know how long your zillion dollar quarterback, Daniel Jones, is gonna be out. Yeah. He's got he's got a long rehab ahead of him. A long time. If he's gonna be a long time, then maybe, maybe I got maybe I gotta pick up my game and I gotta go out there and show you that I can be your starting quarterback come next season. Now, the question mark does remain is this if Daniel Jones takes a long time to rehab and you're paying Daniel all that money. You have to wonder deep down inside. Again, I thought the Giants made a mistake. To me, Taylor could have been a starting quarterback, and you could have got as much out of Taylor as you got Daniel Jones last year. I've always felt, always felt that, and I still feel that to this day. But again, for Taylor, I get it and understand it. Heck, I would hate to tell somebody that. I would hate to tell somebody that I'm hurt. Because that means I'm, that means I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose my job. But moving forward, Taylor's got no problem. Taylor, Taylor will find a job somewhere else in his organization. And I said, uh, and I said the Chargers, because Taylor's better than, than Easton Stick, certainly. Or Easton Stick. I can see him going back and being the backup quarterback for the uh, Chargers in case Justin Herbert gets hurt. I certainly could see that. That wouldn't be the that would be an outside stretch. Not at all. You got money. You got money freed up. Because you know Echo's not going to be back, and solid players are not going to be back. I mean, I can see that. But for Tom DeVito, could he could he be auctioning off of a starting job, or does the Giants say, you know, Tommy, you don't know okay enough job to the point where you could be a backup, or does the Giants go for broke and draft a, a young quarterback, and they and they put Daniel Jones on the bubble. But again, you pay all that, pay all that money for Daniel. You pay all that money for Daniel Jones. You gonna want him to be the starting quarterback next season or whenever he gets healthy. But it's a long process. From what I understand, it's a long process. Daniel may not be the starting quarterback next season. Tommy DeVito might be. And for for the Giants fans, that's going to be something where you could bang your head up against a wall. But then again, you're going to wind up being in the same boat all over again. And Barkley, heck, Barkley could be out of of New York by next season. And then the Giants offense would really, really struggle. And if that happened... Who knows how much longer Ryan Drabo could have a job. But we'll see. We'll see how this goes down. But for Taylor, certainly it is certainly it would take me off. But I can understand Taylor's opinion. He 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 is a little bit but he's better. He's a better player than Tommy DeVito. Now after last week's match matchup between the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles, the 49ers beat up beat up the Philadelphia Eagles pretty good. To the point, a lot of people thought the Eagles were the best team in the NFC. Now, now a lot of people are, are saying that maybe it's the 49ers that are the best team in the NFC. Now, I can I'm going to concur with that. The fact, the fact remains this. Okay, if you look at the top, let's say the top three teams. I'm going to say Philadelphia, and, and I'm going to throw Dallas in there as the top three teams. You got Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts. And Dak Prescott, to me, I still take Jalen Hurts. You got Christian, you got the secret weapon, Christian McCaffrey. No contest, Christian McCaffrey. You go for a receiving core. I would take Dal. I would take. Yeah, I would take probably Devonte Smith, and maybe yeah, offensive line. I'd go Philadelphia. Defensively, you, know, I, you can make an argument that Dallas and San Francisco. But if you look back at it, but if you look at back for the complete, complete football team overall, 
the 49ers may be the most complete team in the NFC. They may very well be. If you think about it, Philadelphia's linebacking core has been a problem. Their secondary has been an issue. Their front four is not a problem, but their defense has been an issue. Now, again, you can talk about Dallas. Dallas has a pretty good defense, but their back end has suffered. When, Ta- when Tavon Diggs went down, their back end has suffered. Their linebacking core has suffered. Vandalash, you know, Vandalash got hurt. He's out for the year. Heck, there's rumors going on he might not even play football again. So, again, they've had problems on the back end for the 49ers. Now, for the 49ers, the linebacking hasn't been the issue. The secondary at times has been kind of questionable, but it has been questionable. But they've somehow they've kept it, kept it together through injuries. So, honestly, the 49ers may have the most complete defense. Now, offensively, you could make a case that the Eagles may have a better overall offense. And I, could, and I would agree with that. But the one biggest thing the 49ers have, Christian McCaffrey. Now, the Eagles have a decent running game, but I would take McCaffrey by the guy for the Dallas. Tony Pollard's had his ups and downs this year. But again, guess what it, and guess what it boils right back down to? Running game and defense. That's that that's the whole thing. That that's what's always won championships. Running game, defense. And guess what the 49ers have? Running game, defense. Not saying now the Eagles have the have a running game, but the defense is questionable. Cowboys, maybe a questionable running game. They do have a de- a decent defense. But again, if you want to compare the 49ers to some teams in the in the uh what about the Miami Dolphins? Well, my Dolphins got a hot, potent offense. Now, can the 49ers slow it down? That could be an interesting question mark. The 49ers probably have potential of slowing it down. But again, I'm not sure that the Miami defense can slow the 49ers down. Again, you take a look at the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens have one of the best defenses in the league this year. But can it slow, but can it slow the 49ers down? I'm going to say no to that. I don't think they can. And again, we start, we start, we start going around it. What about the 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, the Chiefs' defense has improved, has improved tremendously. But again, Patrick Mahomes hasn't been Patrick Mahomes this year. And to be right now, if you look at it from this perspective, maybe the 49ers are the best team in the NFL right now. Yes, they did. They did hit a stretch where they lost three in a row. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, yes. But the way they played on the, let's be honest with you, the Cowboys haven't proved they can beat the 49ers. The 49ers went out and, and got revenge and beat up on the Eagles. Again, I don't think the 49ers can beat, I don't think the Cowboys can beat the 49ers. Could the Eagles beat the 49ers again? I'm not saying it's possible. Yes, it's possible. But to me, I think the 49ers are better. I don't think Detroit can hang with San Francisco. I don't think any team in the NFC right now can hang with, with them. So to me, I look at the NFC, Miami because of that because of their potent offense, but the 49ers have a pretty decent defense. But again, for right now, I see the 49ers representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. As far as the AFC goes, I don't know. It's a toss-up. Do I see the Kansas City getting back here? It's possible. Can Miami's offense get them there? Can Baltimore, can, can Lamar Jackson finally get the Ravens over at the top? Anything is possible for right now. The 49ers to me may be the best team in the NFL. 
right this second, right now. And again, the 49ers, they can play the cards right. They can be Super Bowl champions once again. That's all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves, and I'll see you again soon.